The title of the sermon today is My Struggles Versus His Struggles. My Struggles Versus His Struggles. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to go ahead and read the first 10 verses. It really don't get started till verse 4, 5, 6, somewhere in that area. But this is the first uh, of the book, so I'm going to read Paul. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in Achaia. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Now, Listen to these next six verses, guys. I'm going to listen carefully. Now, we're talking about God here. Okay? Who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may... Why does God comfort us during our times of troubles? To make us feel better? No, I'm, I'm glad that does, right? But listen to why. Okay? God comforts us in our time of tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. So, I'm going through something. God's helping me through this. Thank you, Lord. Why is He doing it? Because I deserve it? No. If He's helping me through it, it's so I can help others. That's one reason I asked Troy to share. If God's getting... And some people don't like to share. That's okay. okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But if God is getting me through something, me talking and sharing may very well help somebody else. And I not even know it. I don't even know the words that come out of my mouth are helping someone through a problem. Who comforteth us, who comforteth us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Now, that's a little bit of a tongue twister there, but it pretty much means if God is helping me through something, I need to pass it on to help somebody else. Because the, the way that God can and will and does help and comfort me can help and comfort someone else in the same way. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth in Christ. Not only do people see my suffering and the stuff I'm going through sometimes, they need to see the grace of God coming through me as well. Don't just let them see, oh, woe is me. Although, that, that's part of it. Turn around and let them see, look what God's doing for me. And whether we be afflicted, it is not for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring and the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. 
Whether God is putting me through something not pleasant or whether He is comforting me in a time that I need it, it's for you. It's, it's not even for me. Now, that's what this saying. Now, do I benefit from it? Obviously, if God is helping me through something and comforting me in this time of need, I am benefiting from it. Don't misunderstand me. But this is saying that the reason that's happening is so that others will be able to reap the rewards of the trouble that I'm going through. And our hope of you is, this is verse 7, and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, everybody suffers, right? Some more serious than others. So shall ye be also of the consolation. If God's blessing me, I want to share the blessings. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Now this is... Uh, Paul and Timothy put, I don't even, I can compare what I went through to what Paul went through. Now, I think Jesus is the ultimate example to look at. But Paul suffered beyond measure, didn't he? Beyond measure. And, 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 and he wasn't God. Some people look at Jesus and say, well, Jesus was able to go through what he went through because he was God. Well, he was God, but he went through those things as a man. He didn't have no extra ability to get rid of his pain. The pain that he went through is the exact same pain that I would have felt and went through if I went through what he went through. The mental aspect of what he went through is the same way that I would have went through it. But if you like to use that as an excuse, well, Jesus was God. He was able to do that. Paul wasn't. Paul was a man just like me and you. No difference whatsoever. That we were pressed out of measure. Now this is what Paul went through. And all of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is recorded of what Paul went through. Above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. There's multiple times Paul thought he was going to die. But, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. At His lowest of lowest points, when He thought, death is at my door, but in God which raiseth the dead, that's when I better turn to God. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. Let's pray. Dear God, I just pray, Lord, for Your blessing upon this Word. I pray, Lord, that You would open our ears to hear. Use me to bring forth Your Word right now at this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 10 again. Who delivered us. Paul said, He, he delivered me. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. Paul just kept saying, God's going to deliver me. Did God deliver Paul every single time 
He faced death every time but once. Paul died, folks. Just like me and you was going to, didn't he? Paul faced one point in his life when I'm sure he was laying on his deathbed and he turned to God and probably prayed. I don't know this. And probably prayed just like all the other times. Lord, deliver me again. Right? You've delivered me 50 times. I'm asking you to do it again. And the final time, God said no. That day's coming for all of us, ain't it? The day's coming when I'm... I don't know whether I will you know, get a chance to pray right before my death and say, God, please, get me out of this situation. Save my life. I've, I've, I've never had to say those words. But there's going to come a day when all of us may get a chance to say, Lord... Save my life. And he's going to say, nope, it's time. We all got that appointment, don't we? The Bible plainly says, as it is appointed unto man once to die. That day's coming. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So, in the meantime, let's get off of that topic. I'm not here to talk about death today. Although that's pretty much all I've talked about. In the meantime, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Woe is me, right? Why is God putting me through all this? There hath, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. My circumstances ain't any different than anybody else's, are they? Mine may be a little bit different than yours. Yours may be a little bit different from someone else's. But what I go through is common to man, isn't it? Other men, women, people have gone through what I have to go through. There's no temptation taking you but such as common to man. But God is faithful. Amen? Thank God. God, God's going to do His part, folks. Now, will I do mine? That, that's the question we've got to answer. God's going to do His if I do mine. All i got to do is worry about me doing my part. Me do my part. God's going to do His part. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Instead of worrying about what I'm going through, which is where my mind goes, right? Human nature. I I, I don't like what I'm going through, whether it's a health situation or a family situation or all the things that we struggle with in our lives, financial situation. Instead of putting my mind and focus on my problem, right? Which is easy to do, isn't it? Look for that way to escape. Because God said it's there, didn't He? God promised me there's a way out of this. Now, where is it, Lord? Show it to me. Reveal the way out. That's what I'm looking for. Instead of concentrating on the problem, concentrate on the way out of the problem. 
most of the time, I, I speak for myself on this one, most of the pr- time, maybe all the time, I don't know, but most of the time for sure the problems I'm facing are there because of my choices, aren't they? That's not always true. You know, Job went through what he went through not because he made wrong or bad choices, did he? It was just God's will. And if it's God's will that I go through something, Lord, help me through it. You want me to go through this, give me strength. Not always easy. If and when we start thinking that our struggles are more than we can bear, think about what Jesus went through. Put it in perspective. Instead of looking at our struggles and our pain and our suffering through man's eyes, which is how we see, correct? Pray, Lord, help me look at this situation through Your eyes. Because God's got a plan through the whole thing. Even if I messed up and I'm dealing with the consequences of my bad choice, God's still got a way out of it for me, don't He? And if I would look at it through His eyes and know that there's an end result that's going to bring Him glory, ain't there? When it's all said and done, God's going to get something out of this. Look at it through His eyes instead of my eyes and what it's very possible. Now, every situation is different. But it's very possible that what I am currently looking at as a struggle and a grief is actually a blessing, isn't it? Now, I may not realize it until it's all over and said and done that God, I, I, I received blessings out of this. But when I'm right in the middle of it, I don't see it that way, do I? Look at what Jesus went through through man's eyes. Now listen to this. Okay? This is what Jesus went through through my eyes as a man if I was living at that time. Okay? In man's eyes, he was born as an illegitimate child. His life started with he and his parents being fugitives from justice. They ran from the law, didn't they? Now this is from man's eyes. This is in fact. Jesus was not an illegitimate child. Okay, I didn't say that. In man's eyes, he was, right? So in man's eyes, eh, that ain't right. In God's eyes, Mary was blessed, wasn't she? See how see how the different perspective can totally change how I look at this? Joseph first looked at Mary and said, I've got to hide her from everybody. This is an embarrassment, didn't he? But God got a hold of Joseph and said, hey, no, this is for me. Joseph was then able to see Mary through God's eyes and it changed his perspective completely, didn't it? Look at things through God's eyes, not my eyes. He ran away from home when he was 12 years old and got in trouble for doing so. As soon as he got baptized, that was a great time, right? Jesus got baptized just like 
Hopefully all of us did. I don't know if we've all been baptized or not. A, a, a blessed time, correct? Jesus got baptized. God looked down on him and said, that's my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He wrapped his arm around him and took care of him forever then, didn't he? Uh, no. That's not what happened. In fact, right after he was baptized, tell me, what happened to Jesus? God sent him into the wilderness where he almost died from starvation. Right? 40 days, 40 nights. No food, no water. If I tried that, I would die. I don't know that I would, but I'm... I'm, I'm like Troy said the other day, try missing one meal. You just miss one meal. Oh, woe is me. Try for 40 days, see what happens. Jesus did, didn't He? Not only did He do it, but the Bible said the Spirit led Him out there to do it. That was God's will, wasn't it? And then at His weakest point as a man, think about that. His weakest point as a man physically, the devil come to Him, didn't He? When He was at His weakest point, the devil come to Him and offered Him food. Power, wealth, the things that we all crave, right? But yet Jesus withstood it, didn't He? Have I even gotten close to that? Not even close. Put my little minor things into perspective. When he okay, I'm trying to get back to my notes here. When he obeyed God the Father and proclaimed himself as the Messiah one day in church, everybody welcomed him, didn't they? Nope. For 30 years, Jesus had to keep his mouth shut, didn't he? He knew who he was, didn't he? He knew who he was. For 30 years, he had to live in the shadows. Nobody knew who he was. Maybe Mary knew who he was. Was Joseph still alive at that time? We don't know. There was a few people. But for 30 years, Jesus had to keep his secret. One day, he stood up in church and said, Thank you, Lord. The Messiah has come. The wish of the world, wasn't it? The world was looking for him. He stood up and said, here I am. And they tried to kill him. They wanted to kill him because he said he was the son of God. Think that bust your bubble a little bit? For 30 years he had to be quiet. He finally stood up and said, here I am. And his own people wanted to kill him. He was homeless. from the time he started his ministry. He was betrayed by one of his closest friends for a little bit of money. He was abandoned by every friend 
in a time that he could have used them, couldn't he? He was publicly humiliated. Suffered physical pain that we can't imagine, can we? And through it all, did he ever waver? Did he ever turn to God and say, Lord, that is more than I can handle. Right before the end, when he's in the garden, when he knew what was fixing to take place, didn't he? He said, Father, if there's any other way. He didn't say, Lord, I don't want to do this, did he? That's not what he said. He said, if there's any other way this can be accomplished, let's do it. But he knew there was no other way. He knew this was his Father's will. Jesus faced loneliness, agony, disappointment, denial, desertion, extreme mental and physical and emotional stress. He was homeless, friendless when he died. His suffering was beyond our imagination. His grief and struggles were beyond our comprehension. His pain was beyond what we can imagine. That's the example that I want to follow. Am I wanting to go through those things? No. But, if that be God's will for me, so be it. 1 Peter chapter 3, and I'm finished. Jesus never made a wrong choice or a bad choice in His lifetime. Yet He suffered beyond what we can understand. Yet we, I, let me make it personal, make wrong and bad choices continually, and then when I suffer because of them, I question God, don't I? Jesus never made a wrong one, yet He suffered. Most of my pain and suffering comes from my bad choices. Why am I blaming God for it? Why am I saying, Lord, why are you putting me through this? God ain't putting me through this. I put me through this. Now, sometimes God does put us through things. Bible's plain on that. God never promised a peaceful Christian life, did He? Nope. So I don't think you're going to get it. 1 Peter chapter 3. If I get it, great. Thank you, Lord. Okay? 1 Peter chapter 3. For the eyes, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. God's got His eyes on me, folks. And His ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is He that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, that says, woe is you, don't it? That's not what it says. What's it say? Happy are ye. Is that hard to do? I'm not saying this is easy, folks. I'm not saying I can do it. I'm just saying what the Bible says we should do. 
The Bible says when I'm suffering because I'm trying to do God's will, be happy the fact that I'm suffering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm able to suffer for you. Not easy. If you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So when I do suffer just a little bit, be happy. Be thankful. Because I hope that my example, I hope and I pray, Lord, help me to set an example during this time that others can look at and say, that's the example I want to follow. Look at how he got through that. Look at how she dealt with that. Because people are watching, aren't they? Do they watch me and follow me? Or do they watch me and say, I don't, nope, don't do what he does. What example do you set?